Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Mindful Introvert podcast. And today we have another very special guest. I have with me Athena, and she is a spiritual self-love coach who helps women find and use their inner magic to create their dream life. And she helps them to navigate through their blogs and the confusion and unworthiness to find their bliss using energy techniques um, such as mindset work and human design. And she's currently accepting one-on-one clients and she offers Oracle card readings, but a little bit more about that at the end of this episode. So definitely stick around because this is going to be a good one. (laughs) So welcome Athena to our podcast and thank you so much for agreeing to be here with me and just it's so it's my pleasure to be here and interview you and um, have you here with everyone. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about you about your journey and how did you get into personal development and uh, spiritual healing and all of that good stuff? (laughs) Yes. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, it's such a pleasure to be here and to connect with more amazing, you know, women and all the people in your audience all over the world. So thank you so much. I would love to tell my story. It's, well, it starts... start at the beginning here yeah um my like I grew up my parents got divorced at a very young age which never bothered me um but it was my mom was so different from my dad my mom was a teacher and like stressed out and so there was a lot of like interesting things growing up but my mom eventually well she was always like into spirituality but I was so against it like literally like I didn't believe anything I was like oh this is bull like I don't I'm not here for do whatever you want mom like I'm not interested and then she started learning all these different modalities and she was learning Reiki and she just came up to me one day and she was like look I just need to practice like just get on the table I was like, all right, all right. So let's, okay, fine. So I just laid down. I was like, whatever, nothing's going to happen. Let her practice. And I honestly had like an amazing experience. Like it was so healing. And she would tell me things that I had never told her about. Like if my like knee was hurting, she said, oh, there's something going on with your knee. And I was so surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, maybe this isn't, maybe this, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this is not what I thought it was. So from that moment forward, spiritually speaking, my mind was much more open. I was talking with her much more about it, asking lots of questions. But honestly, I was probably like a teenager at this point. So I was already really busy with school and trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I was just starting to go to college and I did interior design. And then I studied abroad in what's it called? Um, what's it called? It's like junior college. So they had a study mm. abroad program. So I did that. And that like really opened my mind to traveling, of course, but more so like there is more than what I know. Like it really showed me that people can live differently. People can have different ideals, different values. They can structure their lives and different ways than what I knew. And this might sound really silly, but I didn't know that that existed. Like, I just thought that everyone, you know, lived the same way everywhere in the world. And so that's like, that blew my mind. And ever since that happened, that was 10 years ago now, I have just been obsessed with traveling because I just love learning about not even necessarily cultures, but just about how 
people live differently and think differently. And so that's one of the things that I love to do in my coaching practice is to challenge beliefs and open up like new ways of thinking. Cause I have seen a lot in my life. Anyway, that's jumping ahead. But um, through college, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I felt like I was forced to go to college because of my family. They are, I'm a first generation um, Lebanese human in America and my dad's family is all Lebanese and so there was so many different pressures from there and the self-love portion of the story is when I was a very young age I would say the earliest I can remember is probably around 12 I started getting comments from my family about my weight and how I needed to watch my weight and there were strangers coming up to me and grabbing my love handles and telling me that I needed to watch my weight and it's kind of funny when you think about it now, but it's not funny. Like it's not okay. And it was, yeah. it was a very traumatic thing that I'm probably, you know, still working through. It's probably something I'll always be kind of working on. It's gotten way, way, way better. But that has been always a big component as well, because I've always felt like I wasn't able to make my own decisions and trust my own intuition. And being able to just love myself as I am because there was so much criticism. So yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then jumping forward a little bit, I moved to Catalina Island by myself and it's a little island off the coast of California. I grew up there, so I was familiar with the place, but I knew nobody. And so I just wanted to go see how they lived there. And I loved it there because it's on the ocean. I'm such like a mermaid, like ocean baby. So (laughs) I loved it there, but then my body was kind of rejecting the island after a while. Like I started getting all these weird problems that you couldn't be addressed on the island. So I was like, you know what, it's time for me to move home. And then I finally discovered that I was passionate about hospitality, which makes sense. So that's like hotels, things like that. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. I love traveling. I've always thought hotels are so magical. So let's work in those, right? (laughs) So I did that for a few years and I ended up in the corporate part of it, the sales. I was a sales manager for two or three years and honestly, I did not like it. And I knew, I knew from the beginning corporate was not really my style. It's definitely not my style. I am much more free flowing. I learned about human design, discovering I was a projector, which makes more sense why I'm really not meant to be in the corporate design. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that, but for my energy, like I, yeah, I need more time to rest so that I can have those like spurts of productivity. And that's just not how corporate America works. We've been trained like in our society that we all need to be like worker bees Mm -hmm. and we're not all meant to be that. (laughs) So for years I was talking about starting a blog, wanting to be a coach, all these things, but it was honestly just talk. And I was so scared to take that leap. And then came along COVID (laughs) and of course my heart goes out to all the people that have passed away and all the so many people that haven't been able to happily go through this time. But I am so grateful for the opportunities it has provided me because now I've been able to start my coaching practice. I have an Etsy store on the side. Like I have multiple things that I'm passionate about and I've been able to grow that, develop it, invest in myself, you know, take coaching certification classes and learn from multiple people. 
And it's been amazing. And self-love was such a major part of all the work that I've been doing. And honestly, I think just about everything comes down to self-love. And one of the first things you really start to notice when becoming an entrepreneur, gosh, what a word, um, (laughs) is that it is challenging. And the way to be the best coach is to take the best care of yourself. So having to go and unlearn all these patterns of not trusting myself, diving deeper into my spirituality, doing meditation, getting lots of Reiki practices done, doing past life regressions, like really trying to understand where these patterns originated besides just in this lifetime, because Mm -hmm. some stuff is really, 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 really rooted in there, which means it's usually from some other lifetime. And this is the opportunity to heal from that. And yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Like the, the self-love in and of itself is crazy. Like there's just so much, there's so much emotions and there's so much that comes into it. Like, you know, keeping clothes because you want to like fit into them one day and always feeling self-conscious. Like for me, I sometimes even now still, I feel self-conscious just walking down the street, like walking around the neighborhood. And it's like, man, I don't want people to feel that way. And I understand why they do, but that's really why I'm here is I'm here to show women that their body is beautiful the way they are. And I never saw my body represented in the media until probably recently, but now I'm much more conscious about the media I consume. So now I'm seeing more of different body shapes. And that's like one of the biggest things for me to feel more seen and to feel like it's okay to take up space, right? As women, we always feel like, oh, well, I need to stay small and just please everybody. And it's, it's just systemic. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Such, I could, I could listen to you the rest of the day because (laughs) (laughs) such pure energy and such inspiring story. And you touched so many key points that a lot of, I can relate a lot. And I'm sure that everyone listen can, that is listening can find some points to relate to as well. And it's funny that obviously we, we spoke before and I was just saying, oh my God, I thought the exact same thing. I thought that everyone thought the exact same way as me and that my reality was all there was and that my reality, my lens, my filters were the same for everyone. And the fact that even, even the simple fact that people Uh, just putting on other people's glasses and see that they see very badly that thank god i don't need glasses just just the fact to see that people need glasses just by that it's already a new perspective it's it's already a new reality Mm -hmm. and reality is in fact an illusion and is an illusion that comes in and and gets formed in your brain and so i absolutely love your story and I can relate with traveling. I love traveling. I love, I'm, I don't, well, I never thought of myself as a mermaid, but definitely can say that I love the water and water just <laughs> energizes me. And when I'm in the water, I'm just in flow. I'm just there living for it. Yeah, and also so the resting. Yes, yes, yes. And also the resting portion that you were saying, a lot of people don't understand the importance of rest. And they don't understand that they can allow themselves to rest. So 
I mean, we have this like hustle culture, right? Like you can only work hard to be successful. You can only work 20 hours a day to have a successful business. And you know what? That's not true for everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And I love that you say for everyone, it's it's absolutely true for some people. And it's the corporate life is absolutely right for some people. The entrepreneurial life is absolutely right for some people. Because imagine how boring the world would be if everyone thought the same way. Like we used to think that everyone is just so boring. So so <laughs> what's the purpose of us being here? Because we're all going to end up having the same the same choices, the same path and it just doesn't make sense so it's yeah. it's amazing that each person has their own human design and that i'm it's i'm just getting into human design now and for everyone listening in two episodes time i believe we will be releasing another episode um talking about human design so if you're hearing about this and you're just stressing out like what is that what is that <laughs> you can wait and stay tuned to that episode and <laughs> athena when we uh, you said that you were that when you first get got introduced to Reiki, you felt like, oh my God, what is this? This is just weird situation, and you you were like at the beginning, mm, I'm not sure if this is something that I want to do. And what would you say is um, some misconceptions and some ideas that people have about personal development that can really block them for getting in this path that can really help them heal? What would you say? Yes, great question. Um, so this might sound really nerdy, but I've been watching through Star Wars movies <laughs> and I just watched the one where Yoda's like talking about the force and how the reason why Luke isn't able to gain control is because he doesn't think that he can. Mm. So really that's kind of my point though, is having that closed-mindedness rather than a curiosity like I'm not saying walk out there and believe everything everybody says because that's not okay either because so being open to it first of all asking questions if there is something out there like for example with like spirit or universe or god or whatever you want to call it um you can ask for proof like they like whoever it is the energy has no problem showing you proof but the cynical thoughts that are like I don't believe this this isn't true that's exactly what you're going to find right because thoughts are energy so I think honestly the biggest block is just mindset and so I went into that Reiki session pretty against it but there was a part of me that was open and curious because I have always grown up going I wonder why I wonder what that's like like when you're talking about classes like what I think of is like I wonder what it's like to live a world, live in the world where you have to wear glasses every day. Like how different was that? You have to keep track of them. You have to clean them. Like there's so much that goes into everything that we don't think about. Right. So I would say the biggest thing is just mindset, learning to be open, being curious, genuinely curious, and feel free to ask for proof. There's no, like, it's okay to be cynical. I feel like that's one of the biggest misconceptions is people just think you have to walk in and believe everything you hear. But I don't believe that at all. I think it's okay to go, okay, I'm curious about this. Is this true? Show me this sign. Or like my mom, she's a spiritual like healer at this moment. She does tons of modalities. And one of her favorite examples is she was like, I want to be able to connect and receive information myself. Like, I don't want to have I don't want to be told it by anybody else because then it's through somebody else's filter, right? Through somebody Mm -hmm. else's lens, through somebody else's perspective. 
So I want to learn how to connect myself and receive my own answers. And it's honestly just practice. So that's, yeah, yeah that, I'd say, I mean, that was, yeah, I feel like that was multiple <laughs> answers. No, but. That's amazing. That's amazing. And what, what advice would you give to everyone that is listening when um, they first start, start out this journey? Okay, so first thing, I think the first and most important step of any spiritual journey is awareness. So really just taking time to be aware of what's around you, aware of your thoughts, aware of how you're thinking, aware of how you're judging, what you're doing, how you're feeling, really just almost taking a step back and just taking note of what your world looks like right now, because the outer reflection is what is going on inside of you. Mm. So if you really want to make changes, you first have to be aware of where those changes are stemming from. And I know that probably sounds a little more complicated than it is, but for me, I just started learning whatever I was curious about. I started reading books. I started asking questions. I looked for spiritual, spiritual like groups to join or not even necessarily spiritual. It doesn't have to be spiritual, but even just learning about psychology and how the brain works. I'm obsessed with learning about the subconscious mind. Like it doesn't all have to be like woo woo stuff. And mm, <laughs> I think that's yeah. another misconception going back yeah, to the other yeah, question. Definitely. Um, but yeah, just starting with awareness and it's, being mindful, taking time to actually be quiet. There's a lot of noise in our world right now. We've yeah. taught, we have, we have taught our society to be stressed out and then to live in this super ulti, ultimate, like stressed out world all the time. To deal with that, you have to be numb, right? So yeah. always have TV on, always listening to music or something. And I love music. A lot of it, they're all tools though, right? We have to use them in healthful ways. So taking time to be quiet, even if it's just putting on meditation music, if you need some sort of sound, if you're uncomfortable, that's okay. But just starting small, five minutes a day, one minute a day, or writing in your journal, just to kind of, here's how I feel today. Here are the thoughts that are popping in my brain today, just to get yourself used to paying attention to what's going through your mind. Because most of what we think is automatic. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in autopilot. And I love what you said, because it's just like, I'm, I'm, it's almost like I'm seeing myself in the mirror, but oh. just uh, getting like bouncing back with ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing what you're saying. And I love that. And I actually wanted to share a story because I obviously know a lot, obviously no, it's not obviously, it's not obvious. It's obvious for me now uh, because like six months ago was not obvious. It had to I had to go on this self-awareness journey that you're talking about. But now I know that I use these numbing tools, like you say, like watching Netflix. So I used to be someone that was completely addicted to Netflix. And then I decided to cut it off. And this month, I don't know what it was. Uh, I I think I kind of know what, but I'll share a little bit later. But I I just felt compelled to, to subscribe for one month only again and watched it and I actively know when I'm watching it I am numbing myself because all of these tools like you say they can be used to alter states and so I know that at that point I want to get out of my head and I want to get out of my body and I just want to just be there just be a vegetable (laughs) and just numb myself and so I have that awareness that when I'm watching Netflix yes I do watch Netflix this month (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I do, yeah. 
I do it actively without guilt. I procrastinate without guilt because I allow myself to, okay, do you need numbing? That's okay. Go watch Netflix. And it's yeah. just, I have that self-awareness and I wanted to share because there is also a lot of pressure. There is also this, oh, let's cancel the whole world. Let's cancel Netflix. Let's cancel all of this. And I feel like sometimes people that are in this personal development realm are very pressuring for towards other people. And they think, no, you have to meditate 10 hours a day. You have to journal 20 hours a day. So it's just like, it's so much that people get overwhelmed and they, they end up giving up. And yeah, this is too much for me. Just- yeah, I love that you said that. Cause so- I, I get caught up in the same thing. I do the same. I use TV as like a numbing technique. But like you said, having that awareness is huge. And I am, I mean, even to this day, I'm really hard on myself. And then I have moments where I'm like, I'm like, I'm unplugging my TV and I'm never turning it on again. And then I calm down and I'm like, okay, that's not the answer, right? Because it's a tool and it's a little bit at a time, as long as I know what I'm doing and allow myself. Sometimes I have days where I lay in my bed the whole day and watch TV and you know what? And I'm trying very hard. Most of the time I can do it, but just to give myself that grace. Sometimes we just need days to just, you know, like you said, be veggie. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that is a little bit of our ego telling us, you know what? It's time to rest. You know what? You need that time off. <laughs> so yeah. forget about everything that you have to do. And now it's your time to just be still and just numbing yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of times when we come out of those days or weeks or however long it is or hours, we are inspired and excited and have the energy to really face what we're trying to face. And sometimes we don't, but you know, that's, we're human at the end of the day. Yes, 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 yes. Do you want to talk a little bit? I'm curious about your framework. What you say a lot about human design and some mindset techniques. What is, does your framework um, have that you help your clients with? Yeah. So One thing that I will say before getting into this is I am really passionate about meeting people where they're at. So they don't have to be into spirituality. It helps if they do. I prefer it, but they don't have to know a ton. So like I meet them kind of wherever they're at at their journey. And then I can provide insight and tools and just resources as to, of course, according to whatever goals they would like to accomplish, um, then I can just give them like the next step. So obviously all the things I've listed so far are like little tools I have in my tool basket, meditation and journaling and breath work. And there's so many weird stipulations about all of these things. Um, But I really like to break down those barriers. I like, I really focus on making it fun and showing my clients that this doesn't have to be this. You have to sit in your house and journal and cry. And like, that's not, no, like we are here to have fun. We are spiritual beings. We are here to have fun and follow the joy. So I really like to talk with my clients about what they're going through on many levels. I talk with them. I keep up with them. Usually every few days I'll message them, check on them, see how they're doing. And with my one-on-one coaching, we have like an hour call face-to-face over Zoom, you know, once a week. And um, I do give them like homework, quote unquote, but I also don't, cause I, it does, I don't want it to feel like homework. Like I really do want to find fun ways to do things. And that's one of the biggest thing I would say I encourage. And I sound really silly. No, it's <laughs> not because fun. you know what I call my homework. I call growth work. Oh, I love that. See, I need to change the word. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a language thing. It's just, but it makes an impact, doesn't it? Yeah. And I love, of course, using human design. And we've talked a little bit about that, but showing my clients because human design, I know you're going to have someone talk about no, it. No, no, definitely go give but, a little bit of an introduction. <laughs> yeah. So what it is, is it's basically like a blueprint of your energy. Like it looks like a map and there's like kind of the chakra systems in there, but there's other energy centers in there too. And it really just explains how your energy works. Like for me, I felt so seen when I found human design. Like mm. I, sometimes I'm super, super energetic, really charged up. And then other times I'm so drained. I can't move for like a day. And now when, after learning about my human design, I understood why, because there are centers that are filled and ones that are not. And the ones that are not, you don't create your own energy. You pick it up from other people. So it makes sense. Like if I go to a block party and I'm surrounded by, you know, 2000 people, I am freaking pumped. Like I'm excited and I'm jumping around, but then in like two hours, I'm like dead. Like I have to go home. Like I get really drained by it also because it's a lot of like active work for myself, but it also made sense when becoming an entrepreneur to use that, to figure out the best way to work with my energy. So I don't have a defined throat, which means it is helpful for me as a projector to talk and to speak and to sing. So for anyone who follows me on Instagram, or if you don't at Navigating Bliss, I sing a lot. I talk a lot on videos because that is one way to really get my energy going. And I've learned that. And of course you take everything with a grain of salt, right? There's conditioning. And that's one of the other biggest things on growth. And when you're learning about human design is deconditioning everything we've been taught and then retraining yourself. I feel like it's been called a lot of other things, reparenting, like they're all kind of the same things. So yeah, it's been really fun, but that's why, okay. So that was the point. I lost it for a second. Um, That's why like for me as an entrepreneur, I love to go to coffee shops and work. And after learning about me not having a lot of energy myself, I was like, oh my God, that makes sense. Cause when I'm at a coffee shop, there's a lot of other people around, right? So it helps me to focus more and get the energy from other people. And not like a vampire, I feel like the way I'm saying it, I'm not saying like I'm a sucking A little bit more, may, maybe like an empath or something. Would you consider, consider yourself to be an empath? Yeah, absolutely. But any, everyone is, right? It's just a matter of where you are and the, the practice. There's lots of ways to just practice mm. on doing that and just For me, what I've been trying really hard is like, I feel like I get like intuitive hits all the time, but the practice is in listening to those hits. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Two weeks ago, I was driving two hours away to my friend's house and I was getting gas in the morning and literally the word like tire, like popped in my head, which is weird. Things don't usually like pop in that way, but it was like, it almost felt like tire, like in big bold letters. And I was like, okay, I hear you odd. I was driving and then I hit something and my tire blew and I wasn't surprised because I was like, okay, well, I definitely had a precognition. Like I knew this was happening and it was just such an interesting day. And I'm just like, you know, and they're like, thank you intuition, because then I wasn't scared. You know, I didn't lose control of the car and I, I do a lot of energy work, which I haven't really mentioned yet, but I do a lot of light energy work. I imagine, um, like grounding and it's like putting roots like energetically like out uh-huh. of your hands and feet oh, feel grounded the best example example I like to give with grounding is like if you're feeling really spacey someday or like you're dropping stuff like I feel like I have days where everything I pick up I drop right and it's like okay well I'm not in my body so I stop and I like take a deep breath and I'm like okay ground like 
imagine that beautiful like white universe light coming through you and just all the way down to the center of the earth just ground and then I stopped dropping some I'm like oh thank you like so <laughs> funny so I do a lot of work like that daily and so I think it helped that I did that before the drive and you know everything worked out the way it was supposed to it's yeah and just when you have ideas that pop in your mind realizing that they're not random and not getting mm-hmm. rid of them because we're taught right we're taught to not listen to our bodies we're taught to ignore the intuition thoughts that come in and oh my gosh i'm doing this exercise and my knee's really hurting no push through the pain like that's not that's your body like our bodies know everything that's your body trying to tell you something and guess what if you don't stop you're going to be faced with a knee injury that's going to make you lay down for two weeks because you didn't listen <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I can say that because I have experienced that like more than I can count times in my life. <laughs> oh my, that's that's unfortunate. But now I at least you got that awareness. And now, yes, you, see, now you I know. know. Yes, yes, yes. Because otherwise, if you wouldn't get that learning, you would always do the same mistake. So yeah. that yeah. was important for you. And I feel like it's important for a lot of people. And I love what you said about the human design and to me, that helped me be more comfortable with who I am because I always felt like I needed to adapt to people. And I'm a manifester generator. Manifesting generator? I don't know. I get manifesting generator. And that basically means that my strategy is to respond to people's energies, to get drawn inspiration from other people. And I thought that that meant that I wasn't original and that I needed to be original. That was always something that I wanted because I always learned a lot from other people, but I couldn't come up with things on my own. So I always felt like, you know what? I'm not original, I'm fake. And I'm just having this imposter syndrome because I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not, but I'm essentially just talking about what I've learned. And, yeah. but now I've embodied that idea of, yes, okay, I can draw inspiration from other people. This yeah. is my strategy. And the fact that I get that inspiration, I get that wisdom and I get that those learnings from people and they go through my filters, I then adjust and I give them my energy. And because I have that throat uh, center defined, Mm -hmm. I have the power to be the communicator, to be the person that inspires, that transmits that energy. And people are drawn to that. So I feel like it was so empowering to know my human design. (laughs) Oh, that's what I love about it so much. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. So everyone listening, um, go check it out. What what tools do you recommend, Athena, to to check Um, out the human design? So human design, if you are really curious and want to read about it, my favorite book is, I have it right here. It's Human Design by Karen curry um but if you want to if you're just curious about it um podcast wise one of my favorites is align by design they are amazing they have tools you can go on different websites um, to get your chart myhumandesign.com or jovianarchive.com and there's so much information out there if you're just kind of curious about your own design and yeah it's really just like you said it's empowering and It just, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I felt the same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't inspire myself. I can never come up with my own ideas. And it's like, I, I do the same thing, even though I'm not a manifesting generator, but it's like, 
I see other people's things. And if I see too much, then I get overwhelmed and I shut down. Right. But if I see a couple of things, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But here's how I would do it. And that's, that's mm. the point, right? Living in your design is like, we all have different energy. And even if it was the quote unquote, same thing that you did as somebody else, because of your specific unique energetic signature, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to draw the same people. And that's, what's so amazing about it is I know the imposter syndrome is such a thing. I feel like everybody feels that, right? Yes, yes. Definitely not alone. And realizing that we all have our own unique energetic signature that attract different people is so huge. Right. And you're just like, yeah. okay, so I'm not gonna, you know, when, when I attract certain people, it's because of what I'm putting out there. It's not necessarily because of all the words you put and, you know, the picture you posted, like it's the energy you're bringing to the table. And, you know, that's the essence of everything, right? Because the energy behind it, the, the yes. intention behind it. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. I just love this. I love this. <laughs> this is so amazing. <laughs> this is very, very good. You've shared so many ideas. Would you be able to summarize a little bit of what we talked about? Oh, summarizing. Let's see. Um, I, well, I know this is the hard part. <laughs> I know. I'm like, um, well, trust yourself. Be curious. Uh, start with awareness. Um, and just know that you're not alone, no matter what you're going through. And you are meant to be here as your own unique self. The only thing you're here to do is to be yourself and have fun. So that's, yeah. Yes, that is amazing. Amazing. And so many people are not themselves because they are afraid. And I can talk to from experience. I was so afraid. I still am in the process of opening up. And even with this podcast, I'm now beginning to talk a little bit more, quote unquote, uh, uh, woo woo stuff and spiritual yeah. stuff. So this yeah. is still a process for me as well. And I think yeah. that can be inspiring to people that are maybe a little bit fearful and just uh, re uh, like resisting the change and resisting the energy that flows through them every yeah. time, all the time. So let oh, it flow, yeah. let it flow. <laughs> yes, exactly. And fear, like everybody feels it. I'm scared every day. Like it, I feel like fear is not something that will disappear once you've quote unquote figured it all out. I think it will always be there. And yes. it's just a matter of just saying, you know what? I'm going to be scared and I'm going to do it anyway. Right. Yes, you know, what's yes. funny is before coming on this podcast, because I was a little nervous, I was listening to a song called Born to be Brave, because that's what being courageous is, right? Being brave yeah. is being scared and showing up anyways. Yeah. Because all people want is real stuff. They want, they don't want fake. They want you to be raw and show up and say, hey, I'm scared, but I'm going to be here. Yeah, you know? definitely, definitely. And one thing that my last podcast uh, guest, said that was so far powerful and i'm taking this forever for my life and we were talking about this this situation of fear and taking fear with you and i was just saying precisely that that being courageous was having the fear and just doing it anyway and just breaking through all of the barriers that you create for yourself because we are creating these barriers they don't exist we are creating them and she said you know what you can carry your fear in your little bag <laughs> oh my gosh and it, I just, love that. and it was just so sweet and i'm like you know what i'm i'm taking this with me i'm taking my little fear in my little bag 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I imagine do you, I don't know if you saw that picture. I don't a couple years ago of like Lizzo carrying a purse that was like two inches big. Yeah, right? that like that something little that bag I of beer. <laughs> and that is on it in in itself, it's already a reframing because the fact that you have fear, we perceive fear as something that is even bigger than her than us, that involves all around us and is just so overwhelming and it's dark and it's confusing and it's we start to feel things in our body. And the fact that she just created that reframe and creating that distancing. And you know what? You just put it in your little bag and you carry it around with you. <laughs> yeah. Like- and that's the thing is, like you said, like we think of it as this big, overwhelming, heavy, dark, like energy. And you can become friends with it. Yeah. You can be, you can be friends with your fear and you can ask it what it's telling you. Because usually it's there for a reason, right? Just like all the things, because it's from the ego. The ego is just trying to protect you, even though it doesn't understand the bigger picture. You can just say, hey, fear, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. What do you need me to know? That's fine. You're safe. I'm going to do this anyway. You know? Yeah. <laughs> have a yeah, conversation yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I have so many things to say about the ego i called my ego georgina (laughs) (laughs) that's her name (laughs) that is so cute i love that yeah (laughs) so that's her name and when she's acting up i just say you know what georgina i'm here what do you need from me let's talk sit sit next to me and and let's just talk let's just chill together (laughs) that's amazing that's amazing no what a great way to think about it i do that with my higher self also yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I know that my higher self speaks to me, but she doesn't respond to any particular name yet. So I'm still figuring that out. Uh, but well, I kind of have a name either. I'm just like, hey, higher self, come walk with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she's more of a feeling. So she's not like a voice or anything. I agree. So, yeah. 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 For everyone listening, this might be seeming like crazy talk. <laughs> but it's really not it's just like we have this ego portion of us that is like Athena is saying that is this um I would say that is the inner child that needs healing yeah and that the higher self is I would say is more of your intuition more of the connection to the universe more of your connection to God more of your connection to creation and that is what makes you feel in flow and just be it's just to me it's something that is so neutral that it's just, I'm being, I'm existing, I'm breathing, I'm yeah. expansive, limitless being. And so that is my experience with the higher self. I don't know about your experience. How yeah. is it? No, I love that. That's a wonderful way to put it. I think, I mean, I agree with you. My higher self feels the same way, but I think of it as also like my dream, the dream version of myself. Mm -hmm. So if I ever feel like I need a boost of confidence, or if I want my like higher self to be um, connected to me, I'll, I'll like, I'll stand up. Right. And I'm like, okay. And then I'll like take a step forward as if I'm stepping into the shoes of like my higher self, kind of like Peter Pan who loses his shadow and he wants, he needs to like reconnect to it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, that's how I like, I imagine it. Or if I want to just talk, I'll imagine my higher self sitting next to me in my car or walking next to me and I'll just ask questions. And like you said, it is your subconscious. It's your connection to the universe. It's your connection to um, the limitless, what's it called? Um, Information. I forgot what it's called. But I know it's like source. I know what you mean. Source, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I imagine it's just like your soul 
on just such a high level. And it just makes me happy when I think about it, right? It shouldn't be anything that's scary. It should make you feel really excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and don't get me wrong. I used to feel very, very bad whenever I would think of the ego. But now I'm actually happy to see Georgina because she's like an old friend. (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, thank you for protecting me. Like, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so that, oh my God. (laughs) We could be here forever. (laughs) I know, we really could. This has been so amazing. (laughs) If you guys like this episode let us know that we can come and record another one (laughs) you can create a whole series to talk about life if you want to (laughs) oh my gosh i love that i know that would be amazing wouldn't it it's just so easy to talk to you it's such good energy oh thank you likewise likewise. (laughs) so how can people work with you okay with you show you some love Oh, I would love that. So I hang out on Instagram at Navigating Bliss. Um, That's pretty much where I hang out. I do have a Facebook group with the same name, Navigating Bliss. But honestly, I'm trying to figure out how to understand one platform before I figure out the rest of them. So Instagram is where I hang out. I do have a website, navigatingbliss.com. Feel free to find me there. Um, I have a couple different offers right now, like you had mentioned at the beginning. I have one-on-one coaching, and I also have an Oracle card reading that I'm actually launching today. So by the time this podcast releases, it will be a thing. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. And everything will be in the show notes, by the way. Oh, yay. Yes. Perfect. And for your listeners, I would be very happy to offer a free one hour one-on-one coaching session. So just shoot me a message and just let me know you heard me on the podcast and I'll be happy to get that set up for you. I'm so excited. Yay. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm very excited for you. And oh my God, we should do another. I'm having these ideas. Ooh, yeah, do another episode on oral or oh my God. Now I can't say the word. You say it for me. Oracle. Oracle (laughs) card reading. Definitely. That's now I'm just having ideas. So let us know if you'd like an episode on that. And I will be, I will bring Athena back. Definitely. (laughs) So yes, everything will be in the show notes. So connect with Athena, go show her some love and let us know either one. uh, What else would you like to hear from us? And, um, that is it really thank you so much Athena for coming here for sharing your wisdom sharing your beautiful light and um I hope you enjoyed (laughs) oh this has been such a pleasure so much fun this is the first time I've been on the podcast so thank you for having me you did amazing (laughs) thank you I'm so excited thank you all for holding space for me to hear my story I could not appreciate it more and I hope to see you all at Navigating Bliss Yes, absolutely. And I will see you on the next episode. Goodbye.